The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. We gather for ordered worship to illumine the imagination by the beauty of God, to quicken the conscience by the holiness of God, to warm the heart by the love of God, to devote the will to the purposes of God. We gather to worship Almighty God. The liturgy, music, and homily in this hour are offered for our gathered congregation here in Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of service and ministry in our midst, and as the Spirit moves, come Sunday, your presence with us, with us in worship. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God. pray. Lord, we pray that your grace may always precede and follow us, that we may continually be given to good works through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. 
We are gathered, dear friends, as a community of women and men who know God, as John Wesley said, to be a pardoning God. And so, in reflection on the week past, in anticipation of the days to come, we pause to consider our speech, our behavior, the ways that we have helped, and perhaps the ways in the days past we have misspoken or mischosen. Our choir sings for us the traditional Kyrie as we remember the verse of scripture, be kind to one, an one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. Let us pray. Thou in whose light we see light, grant us thy pardon, grant us thy peace, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Beloved, hear the good news. If we confess our sins, God who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thanks be to God. A lesson from the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 29, verses 1 and 4 through 7. These are the words of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the remaining elders among the exiles, and to the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage, that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God.
A lesson from St. Paul's second epistle to Timothy, chapter 2, verses 8 through 15. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, a descendant of David. That is my gospel, for which I suffer hardship, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, so that they may also obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is sure, if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind them of this and warn them before God that they are to avoid wrangling over words, which does no good, but only ruins those who are listening. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved by him, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly explaining the word of truth, the word of the Lord. Please join me in saying verses from Psalm 66 with the antiphon. joyful noise to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Give him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. Because of your great power, your enemies cringe before you. All the earth worships you. They sing praises to you. Sing praises to your name. Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds among mortals. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the river on foot. There we rejoiced in him who rules by his might forever, whose eyes keep watch on the nations. Let the rebellious not exalt themselves. Bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. Who has kept us among the living? and has not let our feet slip. For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. You brought us into the net. You laid burdens on our backs. The people ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, yet you have brought us out to a spacious place. stand as we are able for the reading of the gospel and the singing of the Gloria.
The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke, chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. Glory to you, O Lord. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean, but the other nine? Where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. be seated. We stood upon a promontory at the ocean's edge this late spring past, just south of Portsmouth. A slight sea breeze lifted spirits and kites and moistened the morning air. We watched an elementary school class at play, 
hunting among the seaweed, the rocks, the sand, hunting for clams, crabs, and fish, blue-shirted boys, yellow-bloused girls, teachers free in the sun to walk and talk, and the steady ocean wind around, enveloping us on the continent's eastern doorstep. The wind blew in a memory of, the, of a verse that day, Psalm 107. Some went down to the sea in ships, doing business on the great waters. They see the deeds of the Lord, his wondrous works in the deep, for he commanded and raised the stormy wind which lifted up the waves of the sea. Beloved, today we pause. Ours is a restful sermon today, and we are ready come Columbus Day weekend across the campus and around the country for a spiritual siesta, a personal paseo, a moment along the ocean for Sabbath rest. He leadeth me beside still waters. That spring seaside day, one boy was fixing a kite, red-haired, freckled, pensive, and thralled. Then he looked up and out and east, out and across the great deep. Now age seven, soon 17, soon 47, soon 87. There he looked out and east and waited as the wind wrapped him in quiet. For a moment, an early summer moment, outside class, alongside surf, beside friends, for a moment he took an ocean view. And we, too, we do too, at least we should today. For today with him for a moment we pause to see the deeds of the Lord, his wondrous works in the deep. So look in the mind's eye, look east and into the sea breeze. Let the salt fill your lungs, let the waves lap your toes, let the blue sky and the blue sea widen your eyes, let the roar of the surf give, give rhythm for your heart and your blues, an ocean view. What do you see? An ocean view is a view of beauty and of goodness and of truth. Do you see beauty? Psalm 104, O thou who hast laid the beams of thy chambers on the waters. This week that we celebrate the Higgs boson, we remember it is over 15 billion years that have now passed since Genesis 1, the earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. The blue on blue line at the horizon, sky on sea, sea on sky, air on water, water on air, oxygen on hydrogen, hydrogen on oxygen, light on life, life on light. Hurricanal terror lies beyond that horizon too. Tidal crests Powerful to destroy, may there arise. There also goeth Leviathan, shark, octopus, whale, all. The beauty is terrific, to be sure. Captain Ahab's eye hunting the great white whale, limping upon a leg lost, crazed by the fury at the horizons of death and life. His eye, too, is ours. Our ocean view to be true views the entire ocean, its present blue horizontal per perfection and its wild, violent, creative, destructive, hurricanal power. Beauty is not entirely subsumed under placidity. Sometimes, as Jeremiah admitted, you have to accept and improve upon what is not good but given. What is not good but given. So says the prophet, seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your own. Sometimes the historical redress to wrong we seek is still some months or days or years hence. In some beauty there is time to embrace, and in some there is time to refrain from embracing, to run for cover if you can. But on that spring morning, see, the gull drifting on the waves, a ship listing starboard in the sun, a fish jumping 
a swimmer in the great salt sea, and the voice of Job, he has planted the circumference of the earth. Beauty, pure and powerful, there is in an ocean view. In remembrance of things past, Marcel Proust has given us written beauty, set inland in Paris and then at Baalbek by the sea. The beauty he sees encompasses both. Proust can see the ocean and its beauty in the fields by which he drives, but also can see the beauty of the fields in the ocean he loves, he wrote. The contrast that used then to strike me so forcibly between the country drives that I took and this proximity, fluid, inaccessible, mythological of the eternal ocean, no longer existed for me. And there were days now when, on the contrary, the sea itself seemed almost rural, a tugboat of which one could only see the funnel was smoking in the distance like a factory amid fields while Alone against the horizon, a convex patch of white, sketched there doubtless by a sail, made one think of the sunlit wall of some isolated building, a hospital or a school. And all this, upon stormy days, made the ocean a thing as varied, as solid, as broken, as populous, as civilized, as the earth with its carriage roads over which I used to travel. Behold beauty. Do you see goodness? Walk slowly down to the water's edge, Psalm 104. He has inscribed a circle on the face of the waters at the boundary between light and darkness. The mighty ocean provokes human courage. They that go down to the sea in ships. The account of the lepers healed this morning, wherein only one returns thanks and he a Samaritan, is St. Luke's way of painting the portrait of such living goodness spanning the globe. Goodness in creation and life, goodness in redemption and healing, goodness in sanctification and thanksgiving, and the conclusion rise and go your way, your faith has made you well. Gratitude is the attitude best suited to faith and life and eternity. Gratitude brings in you a responsive human creativity responding to the divine. There is a responsive human redemption responding to the divine. There is a responsive human holiness responding to the the divine. There is Leif Erikson in a sloop paddling from Iceland to Greenland to New Scotland, or Christopher Columbus, our namesake this weekend, coming ashore from three little boats, or Magellan rounding the tip of South America, or Captain Cook circling Hawaii, or the Gloucester fishermen whose names sit ensconced in their statue just a few miles north on our coast, or the four chaplains painted and framed in our window here at Marsh Chapel, a rabbi, a priest, and two ministers who gave their life jackets and so their lives to younger others in the Atlantic in 1944. The tide comes in and the tide goes out, Real change for real good is real hard. It comes by increments. Alice Munro's Canadian Stories, honored also this week, exhibit the progress of love. The progress of love. It comes by increments. Some of Jim Crow died in the Civil War, but not all. Some of Jim Crow died in Reconstruction, but not all. Some of Jim Crow is running scared in the face today of expanded health care for the poor in the South. The Social Security Act of 1935, remember, excluded farm workers and domestics. Why those two? Real change for real good is real hard. 
It comes by increments, like the glory of the morning on the wave, bit by bit, wave by wave, but it comes. So, JFK, I believe that America should set sail and not lie still in the harbor. That is, an ocean view is a long view. An ocean view is a long view when it comes to the potential for goodness. The struggling, the wrestling for the good is not progressive only, successful only, victorious only. There is regression, amnesia, selfishness, sloth, ebb, flow, and undertow. So Hume, man is a fixed and limited animal whose nature is absolutely constant. It is only by tradition and organization that anything decent can be gotten out of him. But if a Norseman in the 13th century or so could sail a rowboat to America, if an Italian sea captain sailing under a Spanish flag could boldly sail where no one since Ericsson had sailed before, if we can land a man on the moon, goodness has as much a shot as evil in the days to come. Holding the horizon in view and sailing for the North Star by night will give us some guidance. So, Micah, God will again have compassion on us. God will tread our iniquities underfoot. God will cast our sins into the depths of the sea. Good. Goodness. Across the tides of time. In an ocean view. Behold goodness. Do you see truth? Hold the sextant true, true north, measure by the stars. Others have sailed this circumference before. The variations of the seacoast are a warning. Walk the beach, students, once a month in your time in Boston, get to the ocean. Sand and mud, craggy rocks, cliffs, inlets and outlets, the detritus of seaweed, branches, barnacles, shells, mollusks, driftwood, stones, pebbles, sand, all higgledy-piggledy at sixes and sevens, messy, disordered, quirky, oblique, out of alignment. Sand gives way to marsh, marsh to wetland, wetland to stone and cliff, cliff walk to tide, ebb and flow and undertow. We're not in Kansas anymore, as a great American, Dorothy Gale, once said. It's not here, all rectangles, all flat, all squares. Nor is truth, nor is truth, all rectangles, all squares, all right angles. New occasions teach new duties. Time makes ancient good uncouth. One must upward, still, and onward, who would keep abreast of truth. That is, truth is messy, like the seacoast. One must upward, still and onward, who would keep abreast of variegated seaside truth. As the disciple of Paul the Apostle wrote, and we heard a moment ago, I am suffering and wearing fetters like a criminal, but the word of God is not fettered. If we have died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. But if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Beloved, sometimes the fetters themselves bespeak the truth of freedom. John Lewis wrote that he finally felt free as a young man when he was placed in jail in Nashville in 1960 in the struggle for civil rights. Allow, if you will, a penultimate pastoral word. It is six months since Marathon Monday. I know that we are Boston strong, but we also are Boston healing. Life has ebb and life has flow and undertow. There is more than meets the eye in life, sometimes in grief, sometimes in trauma, sometimes in loss, 
The real work comes later on, even six months later on. Many there are right here ready to help. An ocean view may help. Remember Thurman, the ocean and the night surrounded my little life with a reassurance that could not be affronted by any human behavior. The ocean at night gave me a sense of timelessness, of existing beyond the ebb and flow of circumstance. Death, I felt, would be a small thing in the sweep of that natural embrace. Take, beloved, the sweep of that natural embrace with you this Lord's Day, as with the benediction at the close of this service, we mark together again both our fallibility and our mortality. Behold truth. And last in application, a personal coda for the day's restful seaside homily. The view from Portsmouth, Baalbek, and Cape Cod, an ocean view. Our summer pilgrimage to Spain this year included the ocean view from the shorelines of Mallorca. On Mallorca, we had an interview, brief but good, with the ghost of Frederick Chopin and the spirit of George Sand. At every turn on those beautiful Balearics, one enjoys an ocean view. We carried that ocean vista with us in a return visit and retrospective journey to the haunts of college study in Segovia. Study abroad is so significant. The spiritual offering, the ocean view of my Spain, just the lovely enjoyed part, can be fairly summarized in two gorgeous Spanish nouns, siesta and paseo. Siesta, at noon, in Segovia, still, though the grace is receding in Madrid, most activity, work, study, commerce, all ceases. At noon, one returns home after a half day of work, home to family, home to food, home to conversation, home to relief from heat, work, boss, responsibility, home to a massive savory meal of wine, pasta, vegetables, wine, lamb, soup, rice, wine, and pastry, and after said repast, all happily go to sleep. It is 1.30 p.m. and 100 degrees Fahrenheit, and time to beat a hasty retreat from mad dogs, Englishmen, and the noonday sun. The common decision to leave behind getting and spending in which we lay waste our powers is a radical cut into life, a separation, an existential liberation, an ocean view. Where do you finally find life? How much in work? How much in love? And Paseo, shops in Segovia reopen at 4 p.m. and work recommences then. Somewhat grudgingly, the labor force returns in force. But by 7.30 or so, the tiendas están cerradas. And then throughout the town, the population enters into an evening parade, a daily stroll, the paseo, the walk, the evening walk. Chopin, maybe following his paseo and, e and ocean uh, view, said, I came to stay in a wonderful cloister in the most beautiful place in the world. That daily common decision to leave behind getting and spending in which we lay waste our powers is a radical cut into life, a separation, an existential liberation. Where finally do you find life? How much in work? How much in love? And given all that we have been given, are we not for a moment ready to turn and give, give thanks to the giver of every good and healing gift? A nap and a walk and an ocean view, a reminder and gratitude of the beautiful, the good and the true, Having begun singing with Whittier, we shall end in verse with, Ten with Tennyson. Sunset, an evening star, and one clear call for me. And me may there be no moaning of the bar when I put out to sea. 
But such a tide as moving seems asleep, too full for sound and foam, when that which drew from out the boundless deep turns again home. Twilight and evening bell, and after that the dark, and may there be no sadness of farewell when I embark. For though from out are born of time and place, the flood may bear me far, I hope to see my pilot face to face when I have crossed the bar. Amen. We come now to a time of prayer in our service. So let us sing together the call to prayer, Lead Me, Lord. O God, you care for us more than we can know. Like a mother hen gathering her chicks, you fold us into the tuck of your wings. Let us feel your care anew, and let us gather all your creation into our arms in loving care. Lord, you are not indifferent to our trials. Like a righteous judge, you cleave between right and wrong, without fault and without bias. Show us and those who govern in our name the way of right. Give us all conciliar hearts and considerate minds. May the leaders of our cities, our countries, and our shared earth find and walk the path that is acceptable to you, ever just God. Holy Spirit of God, you are a liberator of souls. Like a wild goose, you give us the vision that sets us free from routine and cliché. Your freedom is our only freedom. Let us live boldly in your presence, free from the fetters of prejudice and ungenerous minds. Blow, holy breath of God, and let us be freed by your saving breath. O God who became flesh, you care for your broken and hurting people. We pray that you grant your mercy to those who are ill and those who care for them. Be present with those who suffer from physical, mental, and spiritual anguish, and renew our bodies and souls again to be the people you have created us to be. And now, with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever.
peace of the Lord be always with you. We greet you once again here in the nave of Marsh Chapel and invite you to participate in our ritual of friendship by putting your name and contact information in the red books found along the center aisle of each pew uh, so that we can get to know you better and help you get to know one another better throughout the coming week. If you could pass that book along to your neighbor, your neighbor and we would be great, eternally grateful as well. We hope that you will stay after the service for coffee hour and then for one of our small group offerings, if you are able. We do note that the chapel offices are closed tomorrow and our regular programming is suspended. However, uh, as noted in the green insert in your bulletin, our study retreat will be taking place. If you haven't had a chance to sign up for that but would like to participate, please see the Reverend Dr. Robin Olson following the service. Next weekend is Parents Weekend here at Boston University, and uh, on Saturday we will be hosting Donuts on the Beach at 10 a.m. and the Marsh Chapel Art and Architecture Tour at 11. Here to talk about our musical offerings next week is our Director of Music, Dr. Scott Allen Jarrett. Good morning, everyone. It's my pleasure to greet you and to make certain that you have marked in your calendar this Friday night, 8 o'clock in this room, uh, the Chapel Choir will sing our opening concert of the year. It's our annual Parents Weekend concert will perform a number of the anthems that we've been rehearsing and uh, presenting as part of Sunday service uh, so far in the term. But in addition, we'll perform the BU premiere of a new work by Mohammed Fairuz called Anything Can Happen. And it draws on three poems by Irish poet Seamus Haney and uh, text in Arabic from the Gospel in Geel. Uh, it's the Gospel of Jesus in Arabic. Uh, it's an exciting moment to present uh, in a concert, and I hope that you'll want to come and support the Chapel Choir in this free concert Friday in this room at 8 o'clock. Thank you, Scott. Following the service on Sunday, October 27th, the Marsh Chapel Choir will process out across the plaza and board buses on their way to New York City where they will be taking Bach's B minor mass to Trinity Church Wall Street uh, for their Bach at 1 on Monday the 28th. More information forthcoming about this, but we do encourage you to observe the note in your bulletin about the opportunities to support this uh, outgrowth of our music ministry here at Marsh Chapel. Also, the 27th is Alumni Weekend, and we would encourage you to observe the opportunities available related to those activities. Finally, on the 27th, uh, we will be having an information meeting for those interested in Sunday school starting here at Marsh Chapel. Our children's education at Marsh Chapel will begin in November, uh, and an informational meeting is available at the end of October. Again, more information in the green insert in your bulletin. As the ushers wait upon us for the morning offering, we hope you will meditate on Johannes Brahms' Geschichtslied, a setting of poetry by Paul Fleming. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God. 